Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Hey, welcome to our number two. This week's game sponsor is Independent Health. Independent Health is an official health and wellness partner of the Buffalo Bills. Bills, Jets is what we're talking about. And we are asking you at 803-0550 what will be a key to a Bills victory over the Jets. And we're going to jump on the tweet sheet to get things rolling right now. Tweet sheet is always brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. Jeremy leads us off there, and he says, finding an answer for the Jets' D-line. The offense wasn't able to find their rhythm after the half in the last meeting. Hopefully that is cleaned up and they can stay on script. Yeah, as we said in the last hour of the show, the Jets' front four is kind of the key to their whole defensive approach, and they roll eight, nine guys through, much like the Bills have for years under Coach Frazier. They're doing the same thing now, and they had their way with Buffalo's offensive line the first time. I mean, Josh got sacked five times. The run game had a struggle to get yards on a consistent basis. So, yeah, finding an answer to the D-line would be a good solution. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That is the engine of this game um, for the Jets. They've got a young quarterback. They're trying to get through this game. Um, They are – they had – they. Played extremely well against the Bills last time out, and it was all fueled by their ability to get after Josh. Now, let's face it, Josh is the is the engine that runs the Bills' offense. Everything goes through him. Now he can distribute the ball, no question about it. But without Diggs, and if they've got a corner like Sauce Gardner who wants to at least curtail Diggs' ability to get targets, all of a sudden the Bills are in a hole yeah. that they had struggled to get out of, and that's exactly what happened the last time they played. But it's almost like – The last three weeks, the Bills have used those three games as a run-up to this one by trying to diversify their offense with a more potent rushing attack. And the production has been there. And in their last three games, it's been three of their four highest rushing attempt total games of the season. 
And I think it's due in part because they know if they're going to beat this Jets defense or have an answer for them, a defense that can get after the passer and can cover on the back end with two solid corners that they're not afraid to put on an island in man coverage, you better have a running game as a – as an answer to whatever they're throwing at you, because if you can run on this defense, which, you know, the Jets 12th against the run this season, so they're pretty good against the run. They're not great. There are two teams There are two teams that have held the Bills to under 20 points all year. The Dolphins held them to 19, and the Jets held them to 17. Yeah. They lost both those games. Um, that's the only time that the Bills have been held under 24 points all seasons in those two games. Um. That tells you all you need to know about what the, yeah. what's important. I but mean, they've feels, been they've been gearing up to get this run game going, Steve. And I like to think that they've diverse. They probably feel they've diversified their offense to the point where, if the Jets are you know thwarting their passing attack, that at least they have something else to turn well, to. Uh, also, they could you know they it might give the Jets some, one more thing to think about before they actually just pin their ears back and run after Josh. Um, if you can, if you got, if they got to bear up in the run game first and then rush the passer, it makes a big difference uh, in the passing game. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, that you're right. The Bills have made a concerted effort and done a nice job in balancing out their attack. Uh, and I think what was it? It was it the was it the Giants game? Was it the Browns game where they ran more than they threw it for maybe one of the few times in the season? Um, yeah, that's huge. Don't know that that's going to hold up this game, but the fact that they're they've got to feel more confidence in their run game is going to go a long way towards giving them a better ch- shot offensively at scoring more than just 17 points they did last yeah, time. The game plan is always going to be different from one week to the next because the opponent is different from one week to the next. You know what they what they think is going to work against the Jets is probably in sharp contrast to what they thought was going to work against the Patriots. But still, in all, I think what they've put on tape the last three weeks with respect to their run game forces opponents like the Jets to think about something else besides just Josh Allen in the passing game. And for me, that's, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. I think it's, I think it's more for the Jets to prepare for, and that's a good thing. Do you th- yeah, yeah, I don't think it's coincidence either. I'm like you. I think it's been a concerted effort by yeah. the offense to put that on tape and show teams the Bills' willingness and commitment to being a little bit more balanced and taking a little starch out of the yeah out of the quest for Josh Allen. By Can't just defenses. pin your ears back anymore. Right. Joe on the tweet sheet says, defense, get off the field on third and long. Offense, control time of possession and keep up the red zone efficiency like the last couple of games. Finally, no Chris Brown predictions that we will smoke them. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going near it. Was that that game? Was that the it game? Was that it game. was the game. I, I just <clears> – look, I – at the beginning of the season, I was saying, hey, the Jets are going to win seven games this year. And people looked at me like I had seven heads. They're already at seven wins. I mean, they could get to eight or nine, maybe even ten. You know, they got to win. They really got to get it in gear here these last five weeks. Um, and their strength of schedule is pretty good, too. And, you know, the Bills have a pretty strong schedule left. And so do the Jets. So do the Dolphins, for that matter. The, but... Yeah. The Jets are in the playoff hunt, no question about yeah. it. Yeah. And they've got good reason to feel like they're going to stay there. I think the Detroit game is a sneaky game for the Jets' remaining schedule. That, that's going to be a tough out. They've Bill got, saw firsthand yeah. how tough that Lions squad is. They play hard for Dan Campbell, and they've got an offense that can go. Yeah, they beat the Dolphins in their first, att- first uh, meeting. They beat the Bills in their first meeting, but they got swept. 
by the Patriots. By the Patriots. So they got the th- this Bills game for them is enormous. Then they got Detroit, Jacksonville, uh, which you got to think they they're going to win be, win those games. At Seattle's going to be tough. But then they've got to go to Seattle, and then they've got to go to Miami. Uh, that I mean, if the Bills play their cards right and they have the division locked up, Week 18 Jets at Miami could determine the wild card. Boom who's diggity. in and who's out? Boom diggity! That's a big one. I, but the Bills got a whole. And those serve. two teams historically hate a, each other. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, People talk about the Bills Dolphins thing, you know, that happened with Kelly and Marino. Right. The Jets Dolphins thing has been going on a lot longer than that. Sure. Those two teams hate each other. Yeah. Now, the Patriots thing may have eclipsed it for a bunch of us. You know. Sure. We, we've talked for years about the Bills Dolphins rivalry, and it got eclipsed by the Patriots dominance over the Bills for like twenty years. Same with the Jets. The Jets hated the Dolphins forever, and then all of a sudden the Belichick thing came into play, and you know Jets fans loathed we, the yes, Patriots. We were, the AFC East was united in its loathing of the Patriots, but so it pushed all the other. But there's some history there too, and this it's really going to be an interesting last five weeks of the seasons. But the paramount for Bills fans, obviously, they got to win out, and starting with these division games, the Jets and the Dolphins, and and of course the Patriots in Week 18. But man, oh man, you're right. It's and I, it's, it, it contributes to what I said in the first segment of the show, out at the top. Man, it is the tension in NFL locker rooms is palpable at this time of year because everybody wants to play, not everybody can play, not everybody feels good enough to play, and you're living with these injuries, trying to get ready to go, and it's and it's not there's just not enough time. Yeah, and it the tension is is mounting for a lot of these teams, particularly teams like the Jets and the Dolphins who are in the wild card spot. And you got a ch- You can win your way in if you can win your way in, but you're not 100%, and, it, and it's awful to be in that position. Mark on the tweet sheet says, good run defense, getting the ball to our playmakers. 88 needs to be involved. Motor and Cook need to take pressure off of Josh. I think we've already seen that in action. We saw it last week against the Patriots. I mean, Motor and... James Cook had 32 and 33 snaps, respectively. Cook went over 100 total yards from scrimmage, had six catches. And we saw Singletary's done it, too, you know, playing a role in the check-down passing game. Uh, I think they realized that they had to fill the void left by Cole Beasley, who was always open and was the safety valve option for Josh Allen in the passing game. That has not been properly replicated by a receiver alone, due in part to Jamison Crowder's injury, Isaiah McKenzie. You know, it hasn't really been filled the same way by him. And so I almost feel like it's a group effort between McKenzie, James Cook, and then, you know, fill in Singletary or Naheem Hines, to, right. you know, pick your flavor there in the check down passing game. What about Knox, though, Steve? I mean, he had that nice game against the Browns a few weeks ago, seven catches, 70 yards, but those performances just seem fewer and further between. And it's partially because he's in blocking a lot. Yeah, I think a little bit of that is offensive line problems and issues and protection issues and, and, you know, run game issues. But I think Dawson Knox, if if you know him, I think – I don't think they've asked him. Yeah. And that, you know, certainly you can point to a, a drop here and there that have, but it's, I don't think that's, I don't think it's been him. 
I guess is what it's. I think it's yeah. been the offense and the direction they've taken. Uh, certainly, you look at Gabe Davis, and you look at uh, Isaiah McKenzie. They haven't. I was. I'm surprised more by them than I am the Dawson Knox thing. Uh, but I think Dawson Knox is there when you need him. But I don't think they've needed him as much as we think they might have. And certainly, there have been times when their offense doesn't do anything. You think, well, what, somebody else needs to help. Okay, but. You know, that that game against Cleveland that you mentioned, I think has proved positive that if they wanted him to be a bigger part of it, all they got to do is call his number. Yeah. And I don't think they're doing that. I think he's always been second, third yeah. option. I think, I think fans watching this team became so accustomed to a reliable number one, number two option in the passing game, that, of course, being Diggs and Beasley, that now that there isn't, a truly defined number two option in the passing game. It's kind of been a mishmash of different guys. Maybe it's one guy one week, somebody else another week. Like, perfect example, Dawson knocks seven for 70 against the Browns. The next week, it's McKenzie, six for 95 and a touchdown against the Lions. So it's, it, it's either one guy steps up in a given week or it's a collective group of production behind Diggs. And I think it's a different it just puts a different complexion yeah. on the passing game that I don't know if Bills fans are completely accustomed to yet. And, and maybe that's why Mark is saying 88 needs to be more involved. You know what I mean? I, I don't know that it's it, it might have more to do with the relationship between Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey than it does anything to do with Dawson Knox. I think Dorsey's still trying to, you know, I, I think without Dig, without Beasley, and when they've got these guys trying to grow into this role and you've got a new offensive coordinator – uh, I think this is part of what is going to look different about the offense going forward. It's not like I don't think Ken Dorsey knows how to use a tight end. I think he does. But I think he's his play selection and the way he's thinking has left you know Dawson Knox a lot of times on the outside looking in just because of the way the game and the way he sees the game. And Josh is a guy who's uh, – and I think Josh and his relationship with Ken Dorsey works into that where they're, gonna, they're focusing on the guys who are giving them production, in, like Steph Diggs. Um, and they've tried to get their running backs involved more. And I think they're still looking for a solid, big-time number two, whether it's the tight end or the running back or the number two receiver in Gabe Davis. And they've given everybody a chance to do it, and nobody's really said, okay, this is mine, I'm doing it. One game here, one game there, maybe, but not on a consistent basis. And I think that has as much to do with Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen, the way they see the game together and how they want to call the game and how it has fallen thus far in the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any question that, though, with some self-scouting, they're going to look at themselves and go, man, we got to spread it around a little more. Jimmy on the tweet sheet says, quick passing attack. Don't let their D-line get in a rhythm. Quick slants, wide receiver screens, quick outs, 10 passes to every one run. <laughs> Split out our running backs to maximize mismatches. Oh, and maybe throw to Knox more than once. Bills 34, Jets 17. There's another person that thinks Knox is being underutilized. I will remind everybody, Knox at the end of the season had 49 receptions. Now, nine of them went for touchdowns which, you know, kind of maximized his exposure, you know, within the scope of the offense. Right now he's got 33 receptions with five games to play. So what is that? Three That's receptions like a, a little less than three catches a game. So if he has another 15, it's going to be right where he was last year, 48 catches. So yeah. I think, again, the absence of Beasley has people pressing and saying, 
Hey, get this guy more involved. Oh, this guy should be doing more. Where's our number two option you now after Diggs? You know, it's been a collective committee effort more than anything else. And I think people are wondering, well, is the second guy going to be a defined guy every week? Maybe it's better that there isn't one. Right. Maybe the Bills are harder to defend in the passing game because of it. Maybe. Um, maybe. We'll see. I, I still think, though, and, we've, and we heard it in the early tweets on our tweet sheet, and I, I agree with him. We've been talking about it all week. The Jets' D-line is the one thing that is the, is the boogeyman for this yeah. game. That's why 10 passes to every <clears throat> one run is probably not the way you want to go here. Yeah, you want to run it a little bit more than D, that, or they're going to be teeing off on Josh. Their D-line is the scary monster of this game for the Bills' offense. All right, break time for us when we come back. Fresh off the field, Xavier Rhodes in studio here on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.